listening to She Rises, a podcast dedicated to women who are ready to stop settling and start living their lives by design. If you're ready to talk about the stuff that weighs you down and get practical advice on everything from your health, body image, spirituality, relationships, and personal growth, then you're in the right place. Hello, I'm Giovanna Caposa, your host, master coach, spiritual teacher, and mind-body expert, and I'm on a mission to unsettle women all over the world. Are you ready to rise? Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of She Rises. I am your host, Giovanna Kaposa, and I'm here today again with Kendra Kunov. I'm so excited that Kendra agreed to come back on the show. She is talking about one of my favorite topics, which is um, probably my favorite topic, which is relationships. Kendra is the founder of Fierce Grace, Practices of Embodied Wholeness for Women. She has been studying, facilitating, and most importantly, practicing authentic relating, embodiment practices, and deep intimacy work for the last 15 years. Kendra has worked with thousands of men, women, and couples in the areas of embodiment, intimacy, communication, and full self-expression. She co-founded Authentic World, as well as the Embodied Relationship and Intimacy Training Salon, and pioneered some of the most cutting-edge relational work on the planet. Kendra has consulted for companies such as Gentech and is currently on the staff for 4PC, an elite mastermind for the top 4% of coaches in the world. She works with organizations and leaders as well as men and women and couples who know that presence, truth, connection, and integrity are our truest access points to success in business and in love. And I'm really excited for today's show. We are going to be talking about something that Kendra coined, which is the no man diet. So those of you that have noticed that maybe you're recycling the same kind of relationship over and over or the same kind of relationship dynamics, you want to listen to this show and you might want to pass it on to some of your friends. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. As always, you can find us after the show in the comments at SheRisesPodcast.com or you can find us on Facebook at SheRisesTribe. Hope to see you there. Hey, Kendra. I'm so happy to have you back on the show. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm really excited to be back too. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm particularly excited, and we dropped this in before we started recording, is that you've been posting a lot lately, and you're currently, like I think halfway through, this amazing program you're running. And I think it's very apropos for all women at some point in their life. And without further ado, all those of you listening wondering, what the hell am I talking about? You, <laughs> They're like, well, just say it, spit it out. Um, I'm talking about the no man diet. And those of you listening that are thinking, what? Like I could never go on a no man diet. Or yeah, I've been on one of those and I didn't really ask for it. This is the episode for you because Kendra's the expert here. We're going to have a great conversation about this. I can just feel it. So Kendra, can you give us a little bit of a synopsis of what the no man diet is and how it came to be? Yeah. So, I mean, there's longer history around, around certain pieces that I could go into as we, as we talk more, but I'll talk about this current iteration. And for me, it was now, I think about three or four years ago, maybe three and a half years ago, But it came at the point where I had been in a real on-again, off-again relationship with the same man over several years um, that kind of just wasn't, was like, wasn't working. It was stop and start. And 
and all these things. And then I had this very passionate love affair that also completed right around the same time. And I made this decision like, okay, all of this is, is kind of coming into, uh, I don't know quite what the word is to use, but it's like coming together in this way. I think what's, what I really need is to go on a no man diet. And I've known women who like to call it a cleanse or a sabbatical or like different words. For me, it, that just made sense, like no man diet. And I took six months. Wow. So at that time, it was never me intending necessarily to run this as a program or to teach this in any way. It really purely came from my own, <laughs> for lack of a better word, I'll say desperation. I was just, <laughs> That's oh my okay. God. It's all good here. We, we feel you. <laughs> we totally feel you. Yeah. And 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 even to put that in perspective a little bit, it was when I first chose the no man diet for myself, I chose three months. And actually how it ended up being six months was that in choosing three months, I actually caught myself planning for the end of it. I had like chosen my three month mark and then I knew where I would be and I knew who would be there. And I, it was like, like when you're on a, a cleanse or something or a fast mm-hmm. and you go to the grocery store and buy materials to buy chocolate chip cookies. I was like, so thinking that. I was like, when I, when I go on a cleanse, I'm like, and I'm going to eat that cupcake when I'm done and I'm going to go to that restaurant and have that pizza. Yeah. It was exactly like that. And as I caught myself in that space, like basically not really being in the space of my no man diet, but planning for the end, I was like, oh, it needs to be longer. You know, I I need to throw this farther out so that I can actually really let go. So tell me, what was going on for you? Like, obviously, so these relationships sort of came to a head. But what was happening inside of you? Because this obviously takes a great deal of self-awareness. What were some of those awarenesses that came up where you were like, you know, I, I need to take a beat here. Like, this is like not healthy. Yeah. Um, so one piece was really looking at this relationship that had been on again, off again, that was like sometimes sort of a relationship, sometimes not. A, you know, it was like, what is this? What are we doing And I really, so I started my no man diet on January 1st. So it was like right before Christmas that I went to him and I was like, look, I just need to call this completely off. You know, we've been halfway in, halfway out, sort of doing this, dating other people, not dating, you know, just like I need us to, we also have a child together. So that complicated or layered pieces in there. But I was like, look, I love you. Let's focus on our friendship. Let's focus on us as co-parents. Let's focus on family. But this romantic, sexual, like that whole piece, I need it completely off the table. And then over New Year's, basically, had this other love affair end. And it ended in, frankly, an incredibly beautiful way where this man sat me down and basically said, Kendra, Like, I can tell that you want partnership and I'm not that man. And I refuse to be the next man in your life who gives you just enough so that you don't go for what you really want. Oh, yeah. Just we have to pause there, like a moment of silence for that. That's beautiful. Yeah. And this is, you know, this is a little bit of a tangent, but I would say this is something that I actually think as humans, it's not our responsibility to do for each other, but we can offer each other as a gift. Is like when we actually know something deeper than somebody else knows for themselves, like he could see that deeper than I mm-hmm. could see it for myself at that time. Yeah. What a beautiful gift and offering. 
I'm sure that I would have continued to date him, you know, like (laughs) there were all kinds of things that were great about it. And it was just that. And so there was this hard stop to that. And so for me, having heard that, I think that was also part of it where I was like, okay, I'm not just going to go right back to my on again, off again. I don't want to start dating. Like, what is this? What is this in me? And really wanting to take that time to do the work, to look at myself. And I would say that's the difference. Like, there's kind of two camps of women I talk to about this that don't really want to do it. (laughs) And one (laughs) is in the camp of, can't I do that inner work while I'm still dating? Like, wouldn't it be better to do it in relationship? I'm like, you can. And there's, um, there's real power in taking that realm off the table. And that it often, I would go so far as to use the word addiction, is that it's, yep. it often points to some piece of addiction when we're unwilling to give it up. Absolutely. You know, I know six months can seem like a long time. Like I'm working with women around just three months and I'm like, that is a fra- I mean, that is a minuscule fraction of your life. <laughs> it really is. But you spoke to the larger yeah. thing is that whenever we have any kind of charge or like massive resistance to giving anything up, it could be men, it could be cupcakes, it could be shopping, it could be anything. It does point to that addiction or addictive quality to it. And Years ago, it was back in 2015 when my coach, she didn't use the word no man diet, but you know, we did all this work. I had just gone through a massive breakup and it was pointed out to me in not a way that I really, you know, was like, I don't want to see that, you know, but she was right. I've been using, you know, relationships with men and going from one romance to the other or just obsessing about the next one before the next one filled in, like just as these distractions my entire life from looking at what I was really trying to feed or fill. And Mm -hmm. it was painful. And like mine was, you know, like, let's say reluctantly self-inflicted for the first year. And then I actually, when I slipped into it and realized, okay, I, I re- there is stuff going on here. I'm not going to be in resistance about it. I mean, it lasted a while longer. So mm-hmm. I get it. I totally get that there's an addictive quality there. And I, I love that you brought that word into it. Well, in this piece that you just brought up, I think is really important. Like this is the other camp of women, I would say, who don't really want to do a no man diet are the ones who are like, oh yeah, I've been on that diet for three years. Or, you know, don't talk to me about a no man diet. Like I haven't had a date and blah, blah, blah. And while I think that deep work can often be happening when it is maybe not consciously chosen in that way, but still happening, like obviously it's still powerful. There is a difference that happens. And I've been Mm -hmm. seeing this with the women in the program right now when it becomes this conscious choice. And even if, like you said, like even if you haven't had a date in a year or it's like you don't really want to be on the diet, but you kind of are for three months, there's like this shift that happens when you go, no, I choose. And even if the man who I'm sure looks like Mr. Right walked in, I'm making a commitment to myself and I trust that whatever needs to be there in another three months or another six months, like if it's that perfect, something will still be there. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, because it's really about, it's about finding out what the driver is. Like for me, that's what it was. And like I said, the first year was kind of like, 
you know, I could have said I was on a no man diet just because I was like, you know, it wasn't dating anyone, but I actually didn't start consciously looking at stuff right away because I was resisting it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really digging into like, for me, there was a lot of someone introduced me to this term called void summoning. And so Mm -hmm. there was a lot of these places where I was just like in my own emptiness, not wanting to look at what was there and just wanting to fill it up. And you can do that with anything, really. You can do it with lots of things. I also, food is also my drug of choice, (laughs) but men were also my drug of choice, right? So I had to like stop and pause and look at like what, what's under there? Like what's actually running the unconscious show? And you're right. It's a conscious choice to do that. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. I would say there's two things that are really strongly coming up for the women in the program right now. And one is this where they're they're touching on a lot of feelings that for some of them they're like I've never felt this. Why am I having all this grief? I'm filled with rage. Is something wrong with me? And there's two pieces that I'm I'm reflecting back to them and one is, you know, no, there's nothing wrong with you. And if you've never consciously taken a break, just like you're talking about, again, whether it's food or shopping or Facebook or men, (laughs) but if you've never really consciously taken a break in your life, it's almost guaranteed that there will be things that will come up that haven't come up before. Yeah, absolutely. And then the second piece is it's not necessarily that we do this in order to feel those things. Like, no, no, you have to go feel the pain or you have to go feel the rage or now is the time it's more like um, freeing up the energy that is spent making sure that you never feel that. Oh, that is so good. <laughs> freeing up the energy. Yes. Okay. So you just made me think this morning, just before we pressed record, I was telling you that I'd gone to see my chiropractor and I go and see an NSA chiropractor. It's network spinal analysis. And she literally touched on the same thing because there is this space that gets occupied on with all the unconscious stuff, like everything we have a charge around or even stuff we don't even realize, especially the stuff we don't realize. And she said those exact words to me this morning. I love that you just said that. She said those exact words to me, speaking about uh, an energy like in my spine and what was coming up for me around that. And she said, think about all the space that you will free up when you release that. And I was like, oh, and you just, that's the exact same thing you just said. Like we're holding on to libraries and volumes of things that we don't actually give oxygen to feel. Mm-hmm. And it's a hard thing sometimes because it's like, why should I feel this pain? Like, why should I feel this rage or this grief or this, whatever, these, these things that we label, right. As negative or unpleasant or And it's not exactly like, oh, yeah, you should. It's just that how much of it is spent avoiding never feeling that. Like there is a there's a distinct energy in like, I will never feel that way or I will never express that or I am not the kind of person who has that problem or. Yeah, right. Is like that does that Mm -hmm. thing looks like that? Who knows what it is? You know, (laughs) whatever the thing is, as long as we cannot be that it's definitely taking up energy. <laughs> yeah. And that, so that leads me to like the next question, which is, so if I'm a listener and like women that are listening in or men, right. And we're listening to this going, well, like any good addict, right. I don't have that problem. <laughs> like that, that's not me. How, yeah. how would someone identify or like, you know, diagnose themselves as maybe being someone that might need a three, six 
nine mm-hmm. or 12 months <laughs> one in no man diet? How, how would someone assess that? Gosh, that's a great question. Um, there's a couple things that come up really clearly. And one is if you, and, and this does apply to men. I've actually taken men through no woman diets and it applies. I've also talked to men who date men that go on no man diets and, you know, anyway, it's it applies like a no relationship diet. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But I'll just use the word no man. Cause it, so I don't get all hung up on the words, but women, especially who find that they're getting in the same relationship over and over, you know, for me, it was that on again, off again. So it was the same person and the same, uh, dynamic, but for some women, right. It's a different person every month or every three months or every six months, but it, they're like, it's the same dynamic. And every time they get in a new relationship, they're like, this one's different. He's totally different. I'm totally different. And then in a month or three months, they're like, oh, it's the same. (laughs) And, you know, I think there's two ways to look at that. And one is really this thing of like, how are you attracting the same type of person? And the other is how do you turn every person into the same type of person? Oh, Thomas, tell us more about that. (laughs) I really believe, and it, and it's not even like you always know or that that it is one way or the other. But I really um, believe that the most powerful place to look is at ourselves because we actually have more control over ourselves. And so, even this idea that I think is more in vogue right now, right, and especially you hear it with women, is like I keep attracting the same kind of man, so I just need to do the inner work so I attract a different kind of man. Mm-hmm. And there's something to that, but there's also really something to like, how do I start relating to every man so that I turn him into the same kind of man over and over again? Unconsciously, how do I uh, relate to men like they're incompetent? Or how do I unconsciously start mothering them right from the beginning? And then they turn into these, you know, sniveling men that I don't respect and I don't understand. How did that happen? He was totally different. But there's these unconscious behaviors and sometimes even just unconscious energetic dynamics. And so it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, really. Totally. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. (laughs) So good. I was like, oh my God, I'm 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 having all kinds of brain explosions happening right now. Like that's that's really good. Love that. Yeah. I heard Marianne Williamson once. She was talking, she was talking, it's it's in her book, A Return to Love. And she's talking about, you know, a client of hers. It actually is her, but she in the book she didn't say that it was her. But she went to um she went to a therapist and she was like, I don't understand. Like I why do I keep attracting all these men? Why do I keep attracting the same kind of guy? And the therapist said to her, you know, the problem is not that you're attracting them, it's that you are attracted to them. <laughs> and I thought mm-hmm. that was brilliant. Um, I just thought it was brilliant because yeah, what do you have an affinity for? What do you keep drawing into your life? And I love that point that you just said that we also can create it because of course our perception creates our reality and we can turn any dynamic into what we think is true, you know, conscious or unconscious. And I think that thing that you're sharing about Marianne Williamson and then my kind of turnaround on that, they have so much in common in the sense that there are so often things that it isn't how we want life to go, but it's how life feels known and comfortable. Like, I don't want men to leave me, but, you know, because my father left when I was very young and no one ever showed up for my mother, 
I understand how to relate to a world in which men leave. Yeah, that's really interesting. And for people listening, I can imagine, because when I first heard that concept, um, I had a really hard time saying, well, how could I, how could I do that? How could I want that until I understood that it was just something like, you know, it was a, it was a normal that my nervous system knew. So it just right. kept going back there like the groove of a record. Right. Yeah. And even though we can see the possibility for something that's like extraordinary, we're like, of course, I want to be there. You know, of course, that would feel way better. It really does take and it's very subtle. I mean, I find this work is incredibly deep because these are the structures of like who I know myself to be, like how I know how to relate to the world. And that's you change something like that. And it really does. It does change a lot of things. You know, it's why having a coach is really important or doing this kind of work inside of a container or like, because we think like, well, of course I want to get rid of this programming or I want to shift my views or something. But what that shifts is everything. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a domino, it's a domino effect. And then other things start to shift or like you said, or unearth themselves. Right. Yeah. Cause they have to, mm -hmm. like, yeah, they have to. <laughs> yeah, they have to. So what I, I heard you say in this little piece here was that really for anyone listening, that can identify with, you know, I call it recycling. Um, I'm a really good recycler right. until it finally hits me. Oh my God, I'm recycling again. Um, <laughs> but like, if you notice that you're recycling the same kind of guy or the same kind of relationship or even the same dynamic and the same relationship, like you mentioned yours was kind of an on again, off again thing, mm -hmm. that it might be a good idea for you to consider a no relationship, no man, no woman diet, and just to see what comes up for you. And it's, I would imagine that it's, it's scary for a lot of people. Like, how are you finding that with the women that started your program? Yes, I have definitely found that there, that it can be scary. And I, it took me a little while. I had to look back and realize that it was actually quite confronting for me when I made that decision as well. Because when I was first working with these women, I was like, it's only 12 weeks. Like, what's the big deal? And they were like, ah, you know, what am I going to do? This is horrible. And, and then I, I took myself back and I was like, oh, yeah, this is quite confronting. It's a big change, I think, especially for people who really want to be in a relationship. There's really that question, like, why would I take the very thing that I'm longing for most off the table? And it's a bit counterintuitive, but there really is this way that literally by removing that very thing, it actually makes it more likely that you'll get the very thing you're longing for most. Beautiful segue, because I wanted to ask you, yeah. what was, you know, what was, so you did this for six months, right? Yeah. And what, what happened? Like, what were the results of that? What did you discover about yourself? How did it change your world and your relationships? Like, what can people, you know, hope to maybe gain from this? Yeah. So I'll talk about it personally in just a moment. And I, and I'll just also say that, and this is such a tricky thing to put in there because then people want it. It's like, we have to put a disclaimer. Results <laughs> right? may vary. Everyone listening, results may vary. There's no guarantees. They may vary. <laughs> well, and also, it's like the the doing it in order to is almost the catch-22 of it. Oh, that's a good but one. I swear that almost to a person, people who truly take this on, like literally find, you know, the partner of their dreams or their whole relationship changes. Like someone walks into their life not very long afterwards. I've seen it with men. I've seen it with women. Like it's kind of amazing. 
But then, of course, like going into it in order to get that kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that in. For me, it had all kinds of impacts that I didn't expect. There were relationships with men who I teach with that changed dramatically. Um, Friendships with men, like it, it started just clarifying. It was almost like a lens I was looking through and and that I didn't even realize that that glass had gotten muddied. And as I did this, as I went through this process myself, I started to be able to see first, it wasn't just like the lens got cleared. It was like, first I was like, ew, what is that on that glass? Like, oh, wow. <laughs> and then I started rubbing it, you know, but I had conversations with, with friends where I was like, oh, this thing that we've been doing between us, like this actually doesn't feel good, you know, or this isn't integrity with our relationship or, um, So lots of relationships got really clarified. At the same time, that was actually happening with my relationships with women. And it it took, so it was, I went in wanting to have these shifts around my relationship to the masculine, my relationship to men. And through the process, part of what I realized was, oh, in order to do that, this is where I can lean in in my relationships with women. This is what's being called forward around my own relationship to the feminine or pieces of that. So the relationship with women got strengthened. Um, I developed a lot of trust with women that I didn't even know was missing. I would have said, I have these great relationships with women. And then as I went into my no man diet, I realized every time I hit like some wall or I was going through something that there was, you know, three men I could think of immediately who I could call for support. And I'd be like, who are my women? Wow. Yeah. So I started intentionally, right. Being just being like, okay, I'm going to reach out to my women, even if it's scary. And I found out how much those relationships really were there for me. And it did incredibly shift this relationship with, I mean, it's, he's my partner now. (laughs) And I, (laughs) I actually think like, absolutely. He did work on himself, but it wasn't because I asked him to, or that it was conscious. It had to do with that. I changed my whole orientation to him. And for the people listening, this is the same. Yeah. This is my on again. again. Yes. Like I, I literally think I changed him (laughs) by doing like, I changed myself and that changed him. Yeah. A hundred percent believe that. Yeah. And we had to find a different way because I, there just was like, we weren't going to have sex. We weren't dating there, This whole other realm wasn't available to us. And that had been like a shortcut, you know, it was like in shoots and ladders. It was like the, um, you know, the slide, like, Oh, we'll just skip all this other thing. We'll just slide right through by using our sexual connection. And so over those six months, we found this other relationship that was there and it allowed us to really approach whether we should be in partnership from a very, very different place. And I didn't feel so attached to it at that point. Like he had started dating somebody else. And I remember actually this moment where I thought, well, I don't know, maybe him staying with her is actually what's best for our whole family system. And it was a genuine freedom. And I think that I mean, that's just an example of it, but it was that freedom that then allowed us to choose to be together in a way that has been a completely different relationship. I just absolutely love this story. 
I love the ending. And yes, for people listening, results may vary, but this is a happy ending and I love it. And it's, it's a beautiful example of how it works when you take the time to do you right. And to go into your stuff. And really what I, what I'm hearing in that is I have this analogy I use a lot with my clients about having an open palm Mm -hmm. and how, when you approach life and things with an open palm, like there's not that level of gripping and grabbing and fear and like tight, you know, and that's what the analogy that came to me when you were saying, like, I kind of was just felt freedom in it. And you just sort of like held it with an open palm and it, it worked out (laughs) and it would have worked out anyway, because you were just holding it very openly, which is beautiful. Yeah, I think what you said right there is the key, which is that I I was more committed to it working out than it working out in a particular way. Mm. And I'll, you know, frankly, I say that to any couple who who wants to work with me is that if they want to work with me, they have to be more committed to the love between them than to the format of their relationship. Mm, and, that was another you know, good one. That's a whole yeah. other show. I love that. <laughs> And so often that will end up creating, you know, a beautiful, romantic, intimate relationship, but it can also create some other relationship where they're more committed to the love. Beautiful. I love it. I can't believe we're like already at the end of the time because I, I feel, I personally could pick your brain forever. Um, (laughs) you know, myself and, and the other relationship challenged people out there, although I'm, I'm, I'm getting there, I'm getting there myself. I've gotten actually a lot of personal insights that like, I, we don't have the time to go into in this conversation, but I will share with you because it's this, I mean, ultimately we are, I believe we're relational beings Mm -hmm. and we learn our best and most. And when we're in relationship with others, and I know that I have suffered in the past by keeping myself close to that and isolated and also from doing the the opposite of that, which is totally like enmeshed and, you know, not mm. open palm, like fits fist clenched, like this has to work kind of thing. So this is such valuable work and information. And for anyone that's listening, that's interested in hearing more about Kendra's work and learning more, uh, we'll put her website in the show notes. And she is in the middle of the no man diet right now, but maybe she'll run it again. We'll see. Keep keep on her <laughs> list and, and she might launch that again. And Kendra, I just want to thank you for coming back on the show to share your, your brilliance and your wisdom. Thank you so much. Thank you. I mean, it's such a pleasure to talk to you because it, it does. It just flows. I love the way your brain works and the way the synergy <laughs> happens. And yeah, it's really yeah, fun. Lots of fun. Thanks, honey. Thank you so much for tuning in and keep rising, everyone. For books and resources related to today's episode, make sure you head over to SheRisesPodcast.com and I'll see you there. If you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure you tune back in next week when I dive into more juicy topics to help make your life the best it can be. And hey, if you've enjoyed listening to the show and you love it, head on over to iTunes and leave me a rate and review and subscribe there to the show. 